to another episode of Mindset and You, our season two interviews. And I've been really looking forward to this one. Um, chatting with our next guest, I'd like to thank Lynn for joining us today. Um, myself and Lynn and Gemma go back a few years, so we'll talk about that in a, in a little while. Um, so Lynn, welcome. And would you introduce yourself to our listeners and just explain your current role for us? Yes, so I'm, I'm Lynn Williams. I'm the head teacher at St. Peter's Primary School in Farnworth. I've been head teacher here um, since 2007. But first, my first role here was as a co-head teacher. So I um, had a young child at home, was a deputy and was aspirational about headship and saw um, a position advertised that allowed me to go into headship but in a flexible way so it was a part-time role so in 2007 I started here part-time with a co-head as an apprentice you might say lots to learn from a really experienced head who was already in post and that was really good because we're all about collaborative learning aren't we that that's why we're in this role so yeah so I spent a good few years in collaboration and then the, the person I worked alongside retired and I took over the substantive role. Yeah. And I've been uh, on my own here as single head ever since. Good, wow. good few years. Yeah, yeah, but it yeah. was, honestly, if, if people are looking for flexible leadership roles, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't recommend it enough. The safety net that that yeah. provided, having two people. Part of yeah. the interview process was, was talking about two heads being better than one quite literally and it was great to have a partner to yeah work it's great to be able to bounce off to be able to um yeah, get yeah. those frustrations out but also be inspired by absolutely absolutely yeah. we talked about synergy a lot we talked about about learning from each other and and polarizing skills really so you know we we each took our own role in school yeah. but by watching the other we were learning from their expertise as well. So. Brilliant. Because you don't want to be clones, do you? You don't want to be a no, clone of someone else. No, and actually that doesn't make a good team anyway, doesn't it? Does no. It? We're trying to recreate each other, um, but we were trying to to learn from each other, but bring our own skills in. Skills out. Fantastic. So yes. talking about your current role as head teacher at St Peter's, what makes yes. you so passionate about, you've been there a while, so you <laughs> yeah so what makes you so passionate about being there's that school being your base and your family yeah I think, well, it's a tricky one because you, when, when you get up in the morning you've got to think what, what am I going to do with my day what's my day going to bring mm. and actually for me there can be no greater role than, than getting up in the morning and actually seeking to influence the next generation mm. it's it's about my, my son will because I, I talk to my son a lot about growth mindset and, mm. and learning and knowledge and he will say and he will say to me mom all this knowledge that i'm getting when, when i'm no longer here where's this knowledge going to go it's, it's a quite quite a tricky perception yeah. really. so and actually well you've got to pass it on you've got to spread the knowledge you've got to not just keep it within you you've got to to yeah. let it move it on Mm. So my, my passion really is about wanting wanting children to it, it's a cliche isn't it about be the best they can be but actually that 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 is my passion that is my passion not 
trying to break down the barriers of the children believing that their destiny is determined. Mm. Born here, this is where, this is what happens in farm work, this is the way my life is going to be. And actually trying to help children to appreciate that they can break down those barriers. Yeah. And their destiny is not predetermined by anything other than how hard they're prepared to work. Yeah, it's breaking those cycles, isn't it? It is, it is. And, and you know, and reminding the children that the more you put into something, the more you're likely to get out of it. I've got, I've got a sign on my wall and I'll refer to it quite, quite a lot. Um, and it's a quote, and we're not here to bring children up to, to face this cruel and heartless world. We're here to help children make the world less cruel and less heartless. Yeah. Wow. The, the destiny isn't determined and they'll just land in this future they can create their own and that's, yeah. that's what keeps me going really definitely and it's, ha it's having that self-belief and confidence isn't it that yeah and in these difficult times as well you know we could get compounded by the world the world is not um, a particularly joyous place at the moment but actually we've got to got to overcome that yeah not saying well let, let's do things let, let's be in control what we we're just talking about before let's be in control of what we can control and let's do what we can to make it better yeah well you just mentioned then about your son and about passing that knowledge and information yeah. and being a yeah. positive influencer to the people around you and that's what growth mindset's all about it's not just about developing your own abilities but it's actually developing the people around you in the skills and you've been a major influence in education going back years. And for us as classroom teachers, we first knocked on your door back in January 2017, where we were still classroom-based teachers. Mm -hmm. And we had a vision at the time about developing Grow Your Mindset. You provided support, inspiration and encouragement to us. So what is it about education that drives you personally, plus drives you to influence others like that? like you did for us and, I've, and, I've, and you've done that for other small businesses as well i don't i don't yeah it's a tricky one because i don't i don't aim to seek to influence that that's not that's not why i'm trying to do it what i'm trying yeah. to do is 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 it, it's quite selfish really i suppose but get all get all this energy that's inside of me out and impacting on others because i, yeah. gen, I genuinely feel there's far too many people with um, with a belief that their destiny is predetermined at birth, and yeah. I think that, and I'm trying to help people to understand that that doesn't have to be the case. Mm. Uh, a big influence in my life, and we've talked about this before, but my, my husband's a golfer, and one christmas he was bought a book a book by matthew syed called bounce mm. the myth of talent and the power of practice and uh, and having read this book that he was bought for christmas he started to talk about needing to go and play golf more because he needed to practice more to be able to get better i thought yeah. right, well, i better read this book and i better find out what, what's going on <laughs> So I can counter argue him and make him stay at home. But, <laughs> but, but actually, having read, having read that book, my eyes were completely opened to a whole new way of life, a whole mm. new way of thinking about things. Because actually, having been a good girl at school myself and having, you know, just found myself in those um, 
O-level groups, not the, GC, not, not the CSE groups, and then going on to do L. I've found myself in a position where I think I believed I was a clever girl. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and actually reading that book helped me to see myself a little bit differently and, and see myself not as a clever girl, but actually as a determined, persistent, resilient, hard worker. Yeah. And for me, my eyes were opened by reading that book and I, and, and I just and I just sort of felt wow I've got I've got to tell the world about this I've got to share this this information I've got to share this journey that because if I was thinking like that there's got to be loads of people who think that yeah. way yeah and actually I didn't ever seek to influence I just I just sought to shed some light on a different way of thinking really and the more people I found who were of a similar inclination to me, and we could share the same conversation and share the passion in the room, which is what I did with you. Mm. It was almost compounding. It was almost, yeah, we're onto something here. Let, let's go out there and, and spread this word. Yeah. Yeah, it was about sharing, sharing people, sharing information and, and spreading the knowledge together, really. Yeah. And you mentioned there about having that feeling of being smart when you were younger yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it is that label can yeah. become really quite capping in your abilities if you're yeah. smart you you maybe don't embrace a challenge just in case you lose yeah. that label but also if you've been told you're not smart and the detrimental effect that has on mindset so it yeah. works at both ends of the scale doesn't it yeah. it, it absolutely does yeah and it, and it, and it, and it is a, a pre-limiter it can be yeah yeah and one of the things we got from you very is learning is limitless absolutely because absolutely. growth mindset and fixed mindset have almost become uh, just just terms that have yeah. been uh, plonked on to carol dweck but actually it wasn't that it was never that it was an entity theory of learning and an incremental theory of learning and yeah. entity theory being you've only got so much knowledge and incremental theory being actually knowledge is is incremental and you can yeah. gain more and gain more and where's the end to that yeah. um and i think growth mindset got a bit of a bad press for a while but incremental learning theory never did and that's mm. they're the same thing simply yeah. building on building up knowledge knowing more yeah, yeah absolutely so in terms of leadership um, myself and Gemma have been um quite honored really because we interviewed leaders from business yeah and education there's a real strong correlation yeah. between the two okay yeah. um so what are the three aspects of leadership that you would consider to have the greatest impact in creating a successful school because you're, you're an outstanding outstanding school so yeah. what three aspects would you say are the it's a tricky one this and you'll probably find some some interleaving between the three but hmm. certainly if, if we're in the business of education and we're in the business of helping children to, to know more, then actually we have, to, we have to bring that same theory into our staff teams. Yeah. So for me, the, fir the first thing is, is believing in, in the power of training staff. You, do, you don't appoint ready-made people because they will never be how 
how they are going to turn out ultimately through your influence and impact. You appoint people on the basis of their willingness to learn and their willingness to adapt and their willingness to grow. So for me, the, the first and important bit about leadership is, is recognising the contributions of your team, but appointing, appointing on will and then training that skill. And I know that's a cliche, but it's about recognising that that people come to work to get better. They yeah. come to work to do, you know, to do a good job. And so actually it's all about training and empowering and supporting people to go on a learning journey themselves through the yeah. job. Not yeah. being critical of a person who doesn't fulfill the mould in the way you hope they would. You, yeah. it's, your, it's your job to help them become the better person and become the better role whatever role they have in school so it's about acknowledging that you know we can all grow we can all get better we can all learn new skills and actually investing some of you into into those people yeah definitely and do you find sometimes that people have the fears and anxieties because they worry they don't have a skill set at the starting point yeah. and therefore if i don't have that skill set i'm not going to be able to do the job and i'm going to get judged on that yeah yeah and i think you see that the higher up the the um the influential ladder you become so there's so many deputies who will say i couldn't be ahead couldn't i couldn't do headship I, no i i see what you're doing and, and and i couldn't do that you think well i couldn't do it until i did it <laughs> none, none, none of us can you know we're not born in, in into this position are we we, no. we 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 stick our neck out a little bit we apply for the job we know we're not the ready-made article because if if we were we'd be there already and we know we, we were prepared to learn through yeah through that job mm. i think another one is is the power of collaboration and and i and i demonstrated that through applying for a co-headship role nobody knows everything no. nobody knows everything and nobody brings everything and nobody has every skill possible but together the team can mm. uh, and it's about recognizing each person's um uniqueness and recognizing each person might think a little bit differently and just because they do that doesn't make them any less good at their job it no. actually brings a different set of skills and a different set of perspectives and so it's about it's about leading through listening i think what what what's their perception on this that's different to my perception on this and not that one perception is right or wrong but how can we, we we learn together yeah and then i think finally and this my third thing would be praise effort praise you know look look to see people really looking to go above and beyond and that you know there's a lot of talking at the moment about well-being and and we're sometimes a little bit scared to push people because it might impact on their well-being and actually what i found is the more confidence you have to give people a little bit more responsibility the more it impacts on their well-being for the greater good yeah rather yeah. than feeling boxed and, and hemmed in so yeah collaboration learning and listening and 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 driving people to become better i think and, and then if you're role modeling that as a staff <clears throat> because if it, it's obviously slt have that belief and that support and that praise and the effort with the staff 
the staff do it with each other and then that drip feeds down to the children absolutely creating yeah. a whole ethos there aren't you yeah yeah because it, it and certainly as teachers we should if we know what works for children and children are just little adults aren't they so we yeah. know what works for adults too so it's about bringing that classroom spirit into a leadership role i think yeah definitely fabulous so you know myself and Gemma from going back gosh i can't believe three years <laughs> <laughs> but it was just um it was just how how our paths crossed and yeah and again that that's the power of twitter isn't it and the power yeah. of seeking like-minded people and non-like-minded people as the case may be but seeking out others who you want to to sing the same song with kind of thing yeah well they say don't they surround yourself with people who uplift you absolutely. not drain you yeah absolutely yeah 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 really important so we're dead passionate as you know about developing growth mindset in terms of mindset we've got a really strong passion that mindset is the foundation for learning so whatever you build on that will be more powerful if you get children becoming mindset aware and that they have choice yeah that is a game changer yeah, for, yeah, in terms yeah. of learning. So based on the situation schools have faced since March with lockdown and COVID, what would you say have been the biggest challenges your schools faced? And have you seen your own mindset and that of your team being challenged and how have you overcome some of those challenges? Yeah, it, yeah cha it's challenging is the word really. Yeah. And, and the, biggest, the biggest challenge I've encountered is um, not being able to influence through being in the same room <clears throat> as somebody right. and holding conversation and communication because um, I used, you know, I would do a whole school assembly on a Monday. It was, it was like the start of the week. It was the setting of the ethos. Mm. Every member of staff, all 70 of us in there, all children in there, sharing messages, giving messages, delivering messages um role modeling talking through ethos and not being able to do that because it, it, it is difficult to influence through a screen there's there's, yeah, there's, yeah. No, there's no doubt about it you can't you know you can't read people the same you can't feel people the same mm. so for me communication is what is what drip feeds the ethos into a school that's what leadership is walking the walking the walk and, mm. and talking talk and being there and being present and when I'm in my office and, and everybody's in their own bubbles, being present to seek to influence is, is really, it's really tricky. It's really mm. tricky. So, so quite early on in lockdown, we're talking April, May, I started to recognise that I wasn't able to, to get my messages across as easily as we were because we weren't all in the same building. Never mind that in the same room, we were all working from home. Uh, and I was approached by Bolton ICT about um, setting up Microsoft Teams because we didn't use Microsoft Teams before. And my, my, I went against my mindset, Liz, I've got to say, my initial response to that was, no, I don't want to, I don't want to bring an additional burden onto the staff. They're already not in the best of places where, you know, it's, it's tricky and I don't want to actually put more work onto them by learning learning new skills something else yeah yeah and that that's not me that that isn't the way uh -huh. so 
But actually, it, I start, so I, I said, look, I, I'll trial it myself. I'll have a go with it myself. I'll have a play about with it. Install it for me, and, and we did. And I had a, I had a play, and I, and I thought, I'm actually preventing people from getting better at what they do by keeping this to myself. I'm going to have to open it up, share with them some of the possibilities, let them play, let them have a go with it themselves um, and get it rolled out. And we did. Um, um, so three or four months down the line, I've got yeah, three at home at the moment, regrettably isolating, but three or four hours worth of remote learning happening through Microsoft Teams. Yeah. And that's the journey we've been on. And, it, and, and I recognise that by me limiting them by saying, I don't want you to have any extra work, I was actually preventing them from learning a new skill. Yeah. And preventing ultimately being where we needed to be. So communication is still difficult, but mm. it's better because we've now got teams in place. We've got lots of different teams in schools. The FLT have their own channel. Um, the, all the classes are now have their own channel. Um, so we're not, we're not there. And I think that's probably again a mindset issue for me sometimes I just I want it to be perfect straight away yeah <laughs> rather than go through the journey of learning and getting better yeah and a lot of that normally is down to time you you just want it, it right it yeah. is if we're going to do something I want it to be I want it ultimately to be the investment to have been worth that time yeah and that's because <laughs> sometimes you learn more and still decide to abandon something don't that I'm not great at that list, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, we, we are definitely, definitely learning and Microsoft Teams has become part of our practice and actually I'm glad now that I didn't restrain people and hold it yeah. and we went for it. And in terms of challenge, I think no matter what sector that you are in, whether you're in education, business, hospitality, yeah. that adaption and change has been critical yeah for survival really in terms of survival yeah. businesses yeah i mean you only look at amazon you know and the, and the way they adapt to the to the new challenges that they're, they're entrepreneurial and it's yeah and, you know so and it's been an inspiration actually seeing people how, how they have adapted yeah. and the tools that they've used and the things they've done differently yeah yeah, yeah. so we do we do a whole school assembly again but it's just via a screen yeah exactly the same it's not as cozy mm. but it, you know, we are we are bringing back in now a lot of the things that that we thought we weren't were possible but it's still yeah. possible to do them differently and it's knowing isn't it after a storm the sun always comes through well, so. yes yeah one of my assemblies yeah like the, the clouds the sun's always shining behind the clouds yeah 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 well one day i thought it's funny actually because i did a throwback thursday i think it was a couple of weeks ago yeah and it was doing a whole school assembly at one of our, one of the schools where we took the brain in yeah oh yeah like, do you remember these yeah <laughs> 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 even age ago don't they oh, um, right, so one thing that I notice whenever I have the pleasure of coming into school, um, in, in your school in particular, is that learning vibe. As soon as you walk through the door, the, the staff in the office, and then you walk through those double doors, and it's just an amazing feeling. The eye-catching displays, the, yeah. the messages, and you, your ethos is learn, sparkle and shine, okay? Mm -hmm. And often school strap lines are exactly that. They're just words and they, they're not 
full of substance yeah but with you how would you describe your ethos and how mindset underpins the experiences that your children have every day because you can feel it and breathe it when you walk in yeah and to create that and you have i've been in schools that have had similar strap lines and you don't feel it yeah what is it It, is it a mixture of lots of things? It, pro it probably is because I can't, I can't take any credit for the Strapline Learn Sparkle and Shine. Just before I started here, a competition was, was run and um, the head that I ended up working alongside with ran that competition and the children came up with Learn Sparkle and Shine as what they believed they came to school to do. So actually yeah. they originated that but to keep it going for the, the last 13, 14 years and to, to make it high profile, we've had to bring it to life. We've had to unpick it. And what does to learn, to sparkle, to shine? What do those things actually mean? So, so it's sort of been the, an evolution, but actually under the old Every Child Matters agenda that, that we, you know, the government brought out a few years ago, that was about children having opportunities to, to do to do different things and 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 actually it, it fits perfectly. So learn at the absolute forefront of, of the of the strap line. You come to school to learn. And our corridors have got street signs on them. One, the main one being Progress Avenue. The, when you walk into school, the first corridor that you walk down to get to anywhere, you have to walk down Progress Avenue. Um, and, it's, and it's actually labelled with, labeled with that. Yeah. You come to school to learn. You come to school to get cleverer. You come to school to know more. And on, on the window it says something along the lines of where, where you start doesn't impress me but it doesn't depress me neither. All our children enter our reception class with a, va a wide array of skills. Some of them know lots, some of them know little. Mm. Um, that, that's, that's not the issue, that doesn't matter. But wherever you start, you come to school to every day, walk down Progress Avenue and know a little bit more than you knew before, you, before that day happened. Yeah. And it's the same for the teachers. You come to school to make sure those children know more when they leave your room at the end of the day than when they came when they into your room that morning. So learn is absolutely at the forefront of it all and I will not accept an excuse from anybody who who, who will try to, to say that they aren't able to make progress. We can all make progress. We might not be running, we might not be walking, we might even only just be crawling but we are least further on. So yeah. learn, learn is what is what school's all about. That's every school in every walk of life must have learn as their core purpose. Yeah. But then sparkle and shine. Sparkle is about if do I have a potential Olympic gymnast in my school? I won't know unless I give children the very best opportunity to do gymnastics. So Sparkle is about every child being provided with a curriculum that will help them to find their Sparkle. So Sparkle is about the breadth of the curriculum and not limiting it to, to the things that, that 
uh, are quite core. We all need a core curriculum, don't get me wrong, we do. But, but Spark is about those extracurricular activities, those enrichment opportunities, those, those um, do, you know, do the plays, do the songs, even, even go skiing if we could, because I might have an Olympic skier in my school. But I'll never, we'll never know if we're going to be an Olympic skier if we never put skis on our feet. So we have to give children an opportunity to, to find their sparkle, find what it is that they will become a gold medalist in. Yeah. And then Shine is about the fact that we are a church school um, and we are committed to being a beacon in society and spreading influence and spreading influ impact into the community. So my job is not to help children become social climbers to move out of Farnworth but to stay in Farnworth and allow Farnworth to socially climb mm. um, and so Learn Sparkle and Shine actually totally epitomizes what what we do it, for me it's about what what schools should be about so it's not that I'm making this stuff up it's what we do it's our core, core business yeah walk down Progress Avenue. Yeah. It's, not our, it's not our job to create children to land in, the, in a future that somebody else has created. It's mm. our job to give children the opportunity to create their right. future, to yeah. be the future that they want their future to be like, be yeah. the want to see in the world. Don't. If you're going to moan about it, do something about it. Yeah, that's building that resilience, isn't yeah. it? So, so that... So that's our, our vision really, our, our children, will, the, the overall vision is our children will contribute to and prosper in society. Not just be a participant or a bystander in society, but contribute mm. to it mm. and prosper in it. And they, yeah. need, they need knowledge to do that. So hopefully we'll give them that. Well, with that explanation, it's definitely more than three oh. words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well, learn, sparkle and shine, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's interesting what you said about learning there because a lot of children that we talk to when we do our Mindset Motivation programme, yeah. they feel they come to school to perform. Yeah. And, and they're in more of a performance zone yeah. rather than a learning zone. And when you talk yeah. about what learning looks, sounds and feels like, yeah. that switch and that perception yeah. is quite a bit of a game changer for some yeah. children. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, about it's about going through the tough times, isn't it? And, and yeah, I think and I think we all struggle with that. I've struggled with that, like I say, from from being a clever girl at school. You you went to school to pass your exams. Yeah, not not to actually gain something through the process. Mm. And I'm, I'm you know there's such so many strong heads and leaders out there like yourself that have this passion, and it's just about changing that focus isn't it because it can become quite results driven well our accountability system yeah and outcomes isn't it not process yeah it's about yeah. to change the perceptions of people when they come into school to look at the process not just the outcomes and we're, we're getting better at that yeah we're intent we're looking at implementation still looking at impact of course which is right yeah it's it's about what what is happening for the children from yeah. whatever their starting points are it's that journey isn't it from the starting point to the outcome that is the power 
yeah. not yeah. just the outcome yeah. and having to be a certain level yeah yeah absolutely wow do you know what i can't have wished for a better monday morning because you just said <laughs> you've set me up for the week oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Thank you. and albeit virtual we've not had yeah, a, a cup of tea or a biscuit or anything yeah definitely definitely so thank you so much for your time um thank it's been you. absolutely fab and yeah we'll be we'll be around when we can and yeah. uh, we'll, we'll yeah, and can't wait after. can't wait and you keep up you keep up the good work doing what you're doing i know you're still in schools yeah any schools are still letting visitors in so i know you're still still doing that and still i know going we've, booked, around. we've booked for an author visit yes yes Eddie, Eddie effort. Yeah. Eddie effort. yeah all yeah. about effort which we've just been talking about so yeah praising effort as well so we will catch up soon in the new yeah year. definitely fabulous yeah. thank oh, you yeah. very much see you later thank you, thank you. Bye. Bye.